it out now. All right, episode 10. We missed last week. Uh, last week would have been episode 10, but, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder for all of our <laughs> SPFL listeners. I know you missed us, but we're back. Big dog, what was shaking? How was your sandwich? Oh, man, it was delicious. It was a wrap, actually. Okay. And it was my, my, my daily uh, opportunity to use some harissa mayonnaise. I like to sprinkle just a little bit of the exotic into my everyday life whenever I can. Um, little all ham, little, little, little ham, little American, little pickle. And then when all the ingredients were in there, I let them, uh, I let the tortilla cook in the pan, closed up the tortilla and then pressed the folded sides to crisp them a little bit. Man, chef. Delightful. I'm glad <laughs> you're satiated. We are big dog. We are, uh, we've got a good show. I'm glad you're satiated for said show. So you can mm-hmm. have your mind, right? We've got commish for, uh, you're 50% of the way through the season power rankings. Kamish, how you feeling? I'm fantastic. Happy to be on again. Very good. How's it uh, feel to basically be the Bernie Sanders commissioner? Um, it feels great, honestly. I mean, uh, you know. Exert, exerting legislative control over, you know, man's ability to make a damn income around here. The more the more autocratic decisions I can make, the better, because frankly, power, you, you can't trust the power with the people. I mean, the power resides with the most capable person in mind, which is obviously me. So the more that I can just make my own decisions, the better it'll be for the league. So it's more of a Mussolini, Roger Goodell thing than like a communist Bernie Sanders thing. Yeah, we're it's definitely a national socialist vibe versus just traditional socialist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jake is Jake Gravy is once again asking to stop making his life harder. <laughs> <laughs> like guys, I'm just shutting this down now. I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> How many rules have been passed in this league? Because quote, Gravy just doesn't want to deal with it. <laughs> Uh, not enough. <laughs> not enough. Uh, it's not. It's not things that I don't feel like dealing with. It's more so the protesting of things that are going on. <laughs> that it's the consistent like filibustering, re-votes, confirmation votes. That vote that to is vote. A voting to vote. Yeah. That's <laughs> Anyway, hey, I don't have to name names there. I think we know who the usual suspects are. Well, <laughs> you're doing. You're doing a yeah. good job. Suspect, singular, suspect. I, I would say that you're doing a good job. Maybe people have different opinions. I'm sure we'll hear about it, but I uh, respect the commish and I uh, think the commish is doing as good, a good job. I, I hope that I'm hovering around the 55% approval rating. It's a, it's a key figure for us here. I, I really pay a lot of attention to that. So um, let's, let's try and stay north of that the rest of the year. One thing you're great at is controlling the optics. So I don't think you're rating will ever plummet because of your attention to optics personally or the propaganda that i keep putting out there but yeah that too so <laughs> all right well let's get into it uh let's talk rental gate i think Kamish has a direct question to start us off uh sir Hoff, why don't you why don't you walk me through kind of how this came about okay um what time was it even? It was probably like four or five. It was, it happened pretty close to the Sunday night game, right? Yeah. I'm going to need more details than that. What were you wearing? 
No, I, I mean, I'm going to give you the full rundown of how everything came about because I think content is important. Let me pull up the message thread. Let's see. While you're, while you're looking at that, Brett contacted me uh, because I, well, I contacted him at 3.30 and basically asked him if he planned on playing without a QB this week, at which point he said, why are you asking me that? Dak is going to play unless you've heard something else. Um, all right. So he reached out to you, right? Yeah. So it was 6.15 p.m. Central time. So we were an hour from game time on Sunday. I just had a lovely day in Wimberley, Texas, in the hill country outside of Austin, um, at least seven or eight drinks deep, maybe more. <laughs> and I got a text from Brett. Here's some full disclosure action that Ryan and uh, Jack had been championing. Proposition, we pl- we trade Dak for Daniel Jones right now and swap back after week, week eight. I give you 10 fab to keep. Helps you out because if Jack, if it Jack beats me, he's going to be on your heels and I said, deal, propose it. I'm out and about. Confirm you're good with the swap back after this week is over. He needed dual confirmation that I wasn't going to, you know, hold, hold uh, Dak hostage. And I said, yep, confirm. Okay. That was it. You were, you were in true fat cat mode. I was also in true, <laughs> just like, there's no real downside for me. And I have zero fab. So, uh great let's do it <laughs> uh, yeah in my mind the you having zero fab is probably what like if you had 30 fab would you have done it like you just needed a couple bucks sure you would have. The, yeah there's literally yeah, no downside okay. there's literally no downside for me in that in that trade okay and where i think we understand that jake and potentially the other members of spl have the actual problem is the part where brett is um, advocating to sabotage another opponent that is not involved in the matchup because if Jack were to lose, that's good for you. Sabotage. Yeah, but it's like, that's such a gray area of like, even if it wasn't a Sabo, I still would have done it anyway. Because yeah, but he's he, still for the fab. He's creating enemies though. That's the pitch. The, the pitch oh my was literally, God. The pitch We're was really going to talk about Chris. Give me, get out of here, dude. <laughs> all right, all right. It was all rainbows and friendships before that trade, for sure. <laughs> exactly. Yes. We're fucking the with fuck the equilibrium, dude. The equilibrium is compromised. Also, it was, it was a copacetic environment before you made the trade. And after the trade, it was just, it was pitchforks and torches, tiki torches. Ac- so, acrimony central. Um, David, what was Jack's clause to you when he traded you Joe Burrow? The promise that I couldn't drop him because the following week he played Sherrod and didn't want Sherrod to have Burrow. That sounds like sabotageal <laughs> intent as well, doesn't yeah, it? But it was because of his mm. own his I own guess, matchup. Mm. I guess my point is, unless it's in the actual like legal language of the structure of the deal, who cares what it's for? Like the legal language of the deal was, here's the trade. We trade back. You get 10 fab. It doesn't matter if he was playing Jack. Okay. That's that's my own strategy. And frankly, I wouldn't have thought of it if he hadn't said it. So like, you know, you can put, you can, I see where everyone's coming from that it's like, oh, it's a sabotage. I'm also just being strategic. I really, I want to keep Jack off of my heels. And I guess it's one of those things where you just accept that Brett's going to be in first um yeah so yeah the rats are all fighting in the barrel (laughs) (laughs) 
they're in the mosh they're throwing bows and feet and all sorts of limbs in the mosh pit mm-hmm. <laughs> basically um, a bunch of mice in a bucket of cream <laughs> trying to make butter baby that's all we're trying hey, to do hey man i am i am that last mouse i am that mouse <laughs> Well, right. I have uh, very, very subtly, maybe the last point, very subtly jabbed. I was for it. I don't see too much difference in uh, picking up players and playing defense. The only caveat is that Brett had all week to make a move and not have to do this. So maybe a lack of attention is the biggest thing that bothers me about it. But the other there, there's a couple other things like picking up players and shit like that that go on that I don't think is too far off from this. So. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Maybe like strategically wavering a player right before game day. Yeah. You can sabotage drop. Like, you know, guys aren't really like, sometimes you're not paying much attention, but it's a big name. Like maybe Tim got me with dropping OBJ and then I go pick him up and he's just continues to be garbage and he just eats a spot on my roster. That's a thing. So can I say my piece here? Yes. Okay. My, my issue I really didn't have an issue with you accepting it, Hoff. My issue is with Brett proposing the the loaner deal. So, all right, we obviously know what happened. A more palatable alternative from me would have been Brett trades you a benched Baker Mayfield for 10 fab, as opposed to Brett trading you a player with the promise that he comes back the following week. Now, were you going to use Dak? No. You're not going to, but if the precedence is there where you can loan somebody and get them right back, I don't, I don't like that. I do not like that moving forward just because even if it's not a player that's going to play, I just, I, you know, trade somebody straight away. If the precedence is there that you can loan somebody a player, who's to say you can't loan somebody a player who's going to start for a week. You need a spot mm-hmm. start. Give me, give me uh, Christian McCaffrey for a week. I really need to beat Prater this week. You know, that's the kind of thing that I don't want happening. Is that probably going to happen? No. But all I'm saying is, as a reminder for everybody who's not aware, Yahoo has loopholes in their transaction windows. So if you bench a player, you can drop them or trade them after their game has started, as long as they're on your bench. So if you're really in a pickle, you can move them. So if we were to go back and do this again, and part of that is because, you know, part of what happened is I don't think I clarified with Brett that he could have done that. And in his own admission, he said, look, had I known that was an alternative, I would not have sent away Dak Prescott. I I would have dumped Baker Mayfield in a second, which is fine. I don't think he had any nefarious intentions either. But the reason I made a whole big stink about it is I, I do not want to go down the slippery slope of who is allowed to be loaned and who is not. That's my main thing. The slippery slope. I'll say my last piece, which is I agree the rule needed to be changed, but I see no issue with the transaction happening while it was legal. Nothing was said beforehand to make it illegal anyway. And uh, it, I mean, how many times have you guys seen me veto a trade? Never. Has it ever happened? I I don't know. I do not because I think it has to be so beyond egregious for me to touch it. Like Hoff, I mean, you. I, no, I think you're kind of pissed. You're taunting. But you're like, go ahead and veto it then. Well, I won't. <laughs> I mean, un- unless it is so blatantly uh, bad and lopsided, and uh, there's evidence of collusion. I mean, just it just stinks to high heavens. I'm not touching it. Uh, 
most of the time, the masses will take care of you anyway. But um, I'm not vetoing because I think that's trash. I wasn't pissed. I was just saying, use your powers at your disposal if you thought that there was anything wrong with that. You know what you should do? You should sanction me. Go ahead and sanction me. Sanction, sanction. me with your army. <laughs> sanction me. <laughs> that is incredible ending. Um, all right. Rental gate. Uh, what are, how have I forgot the word? Bloviated. Rental gate has been bloviated. Um, <laughs> two weeks. A long two weeks. R- R&B. Hey, R.I.P. Airbnb and Fab existed for about one two week. hours Airbnb hey, a but short-lived business model there's also uh the pump, and dub. The pump and dub company it was a, pump it's a dub. meme it's a coin it was, it was, a, coin meme. Trade. It was a meme stonk um, <laughs> i also will say there's i feel like there's just too much pride and ego in our league for someone even if it was like hey give me cmc and i'll like like this is the worst thing that could happen, right? Give me CMC. And if I win the championship, I'll give you like a thousand dollars. Like that's the absolute worst possible thing that could ever happen. I don't yeah. think there's a single person. But that's that's that a pride. Ever... No, I know. Pride, though. I know. I, I mean, outside, outside of Prater, I don't see that happening with anyone. <laughs> so I, I think we're safe there, but. Okay. <laughs> Prater makes enough money. Fucking billable. True. Um, billable, He's billable. billable. I thought he worked for like, the parks department or something. No, he's a parasite. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's okay. more of a parasite? Prater who's doing billable or um or Molly who's a federal attorney and living off of taxpayer dollars. <laughs> no, I'm just wow. kidding. <laughs> a narc and a leech. You got a two for I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. i that's like a little Ron Swanson bit or something like that. The federal government is a swollen piglet that needs to be slaughtered history began on july 4th 1776 (laughs) um all right before we get into power rankings power rankings i got two updates here one of merit the other simply a rumor but von miller is recruiting obj uh actively on social media and then what to come to the rams yep today he was doing that today just happened i just got the update like five minutes ago um, is OBJ in his current state an upgrade from Deshaun Jackson? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I actually know, he hasn't done shit in two I years. Talked to, I talked to I, Sherrod I about this. Know. The biggest thing that he's doing, and this is no secret, is he's basically like ad-libbing as a wide receiver. Like he's supposed to run a certain route, and if that route is like meant to draw the coverage in a different direction so that somebody else will be open, he just like sometimes won't run that route, and he'll just ad-lib, and then Baker's like, what the fuck? You know, it's like, and I was talking to Sherrod about it, and he was like, it is a huge deal if a wide receiver is ad-libbing because in the, you know, quarterbacks have to get rid of the ball in seconds, and it immediately distorts them. And then he's like, you know, all of a sudden Baker's thinking like, shit, what I thought was going to happen is not happening. So that is something that I learned today about OBJ that is pretty damning, in my opinion. Yeah, it sounds super uncool of him. Sounds like he's a snowflake who needs a gold star for every route that he runs. Yeah, right. Uh, the second piece of it is the Dolphins have put Devontae Parker on injured reserve. Um, that just Whoa. happened. Um, Whoa. I thought he had a good week last week. Damn. Did. Yeah, he's been – yeah. yeah, they put him One on injured reserve. What more sold him on? Uh, I don't know. Or was he a waiver pickup? No, he's, he's on – is he on Brett's team? Uh, I, don't I think know. he's on Brett's team. Is he? 
He had a good week yeah, last week, is. and he's been like, you know, by this player articles, I've seen him uh, pop up there. So that's a little bit of a hit to Brett, but you know, he's yeah. probably not starting anywhere in his wide receivers. He's probably a flex. Yeah, Brett's uh, gonna have to pick up somebody who's gonna score twenty this week. That sucks. <laughs> Yeah, Marcus Callaway is about to have another. I mean, he's got Devin Samuel, Thielen, and Adams. So that's where he was. He was in the flex. So Aguilar, Mike Davis is going in there. Ooh, his. He has two kickers. Who the fuck keeps two kickers? Anyway. Um, he's got Tucker on the bye. Or, no, he, Tucker no, Tucker's, was on the bye. Tucker was on the Okay, I guess you keep Tucker. I get that. Um, Who's the other one? And Jonathan Taylor just put up a casual 33. All right, let's get into power rankings, and then we could we can touch on some of this stuff beforehand. Kamish, uh, Grady, Train, take it away. Um, before we start, do you have a list of the previous power rankings, or do I need to go back and look at that? Uh, hold on, I do. Better have question is, does it matter? Um, I do have I do have the power rankings, so. In week after week four, the power rankings were in this order: Jack twelve, who's now in fifth; nice. Norris Norris eleven, who's now last; Ross ten, who I think is still ten. You put yourself at nine, and you are sixth. Dad was at eight, who's in third. Uh, Bayou was at seven, who was in like ninth. HTA Just swap Sherrod and Bayou. Yep. Ninth, use uh, HTA was sixth, uh, who's now in 11th. BLR was fifth, who is now in like eighth. Big Dog was four, Strikes was three, BFSF was two, and Fats was one. Fats rock dropped to seventh. Yeah. Yeah, we got some movement this week, boys, or this, this, uh, this month. I, um, I, I put your previous rankings in the chat if you'd like to look at okay. them. Nice to, uh, Nice to see some stability near the top, you know. <laughs> fat cat, fat cat. The fat cats so at the fat. top. BFSF strikes and big dog, and now Doff coming in with some new money, um, just holding down the power structure of the SPFL, you know. Well, right, hit it. Hit number it, twelve. Jay. Number twelve is Norse. Uh, he's he's just had a brutal year. I mean. Aaron Jones is now splitting work with AJ Dillon. That's like a one committee, which is like, I mean, like the one great asset besides Justin Jefferson that he had is taking away work. Now that that split is not as glaring in a week like last week where Devontae Adams was out and Aaron Jones just kind of hoovers up a bunch of targets as a result in the passing game. And they had no receivers active either that were of any note. But uh, Jefferson's slumping now too. We lost you. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. Covering up the mic again. Um, Jefferson slumping recently too. I mean, he had he had a bad game this week. Uh, this past week, he had two catches for twenty-one yards. Um, he had a bye before that. Carolina, he had eight for eighty and a fumble lost. I mean, it's it's just not been a strong month. I don't think I've ever been more wrong on a take, a one singular take, than the JT for for Jefferson trade. I mean, that is just. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to JT in a little bit. I've got, I've got some stats on him too, but I mean, Brett, it, it, it's actually, that. it's actually a legacy maker. Like it's going to be something that's mentioned in your hall of fame speech one day. It should be. It should be. I was so remarkably wrong. Um, and I apologize. Uh, I apologize to Brett. 
and still apologize to him. Good Lord. I could not have been more wrong about that. Um, Tim's got some positive news. I mean, Russ is coming back next week. Uh, it should unlock lock it again, although he had a good week this past week. But um, there's not a whole lot of arrows pointing up here. I mean, if you go down his roster, he's, he's still playing some QB roulette a little bit. Tannehill might be better without Derrick Henry. I don't know. His efficiency should probably go down. Tony might be good. I mean, hell, I traded him Emmanuel Sanders, who's been a pretty solid receiver. I mean, he was wide receiver 18 overall going into his bye. And Tim's first week in the starting lineup, he puts 0.0 up. It's just <laughs> so unlucky, dude. <laughs> been so. A horrible, horrible run for Tim. Um, yeah. Bad luck, bad trades. Uh, yeah. I, not much else to say. I mean, I, I just hope he gets on the board soon. So, yeah, he's got a. He's got a shot. I mean, this week, I think he's playing me. I'm a little bit hobbled, especially if James Robinson doesn't play. Um, he's got Sherrod next week, which could be it. BLR the next week, and then HTA, Brett, and Fats. So there's some, there's four out of six of his upcoming matchups that are not in the current playoff. Obviously, that's going to change as we move forward, but four out of six games for Norris coming up that are not playoff teams. Uh, he's got to get at least one. I hope. Gotta, gotta get on the board. I, I mean, argue, if he's not going to win one, I'd say it's arguably more impressive to go the entire season without winning a game. And so, you know, yeah, from, a, from a meme standpoint, I'd almost like to see that happen just from a standpoint of how, how low can we go here? You know, <laughs> it's like the shoot the moon strategy in hearts when instead of getting a low amount of hearts, you try to get every single heart and then you win the game that way. <laughs> I, I either want to see him win five games or zero games. Like either just fuck everything up or just tank. Just absolutely tank. <laughs> well, with four four teams or four opponents that are not currently in the playoff picture out of his next six games before the playoffs start, he has the ability to muck it up in the mosh pit. Um, sure. And change some fortune for other teams. Uh, unfortunately, the dreaded eight-game skid uh, is has kept him out of playoff contention. So we are labeling is, him as dead. Is he mathematically eliminated yet, or are we just saying spiritually eliminated? Honestly, I don't think he is. Um, I think if he were to win every single game, because we've got six teams making the playoff now. I mean, in theory, I got to think six and eight, his, his point total is just so low. I mean, yeah, that, the that's, point, that's yeah. He's got to have seven. He's got to have six teams below him, then that only win five games, and that there are uh, five teams that already have five wins, two that are one win away. So I, I don't, I don't know the math, but yeah. obviously by the eye test, he's, he's dead. Hey, um, a, a little a little side note here that's unrelated to Tim and is related to the OBJ discussion that we were having earlier. So the current NFL waiver order, does anyone have an idea who the number one team is? Yeah, it's the Lions. The Lions just waived Tyrell Williams. Oh, did they really? Yes, they did. Oh, my Lord. Welcome. Dude, <laughs> Dude we thought it was bad with Baker. He's literally going to murder Jared Goff if he goes there. They are the going to be the, the <laughs> least of friends terrible marriage. ever. It's an awful marriage. Oh, my Lord. Anyway, R.I.P. Khalif Raymond, right? Um, there was Osephus, poor Osephus. Osephus. <laughs> Good Lord. If he ends up on the Lions, I'm dropping him again. 
<laughs> just rage drop them. That'd be so funny. Yep. Um, all right. Number 11. Sherrod. Um, there's a couple things here that I'm worried about. The primary thing is Alvin Kamara moving forward. And I say that even, even with the note that Trevor Simeon's supposed to start this week. When Taysom Hill comes back, uh, I am extremely worried about Kamara. It, if you remember last year, that was actually the reason that Sherrod traded him away was because how bad Kamara was during the Taysom Hill starts. So during the month that Taysom started, Kamara finished as the RB25, RB36, RB9, RB9. He had a 13% target share over that stretch and dipped below 10% in two of those games. I'm sure you can guess which two. Uh, those are the only two games last year that happened. Uh, for context, he has a 21% target share this year, which seems low compared to what it was with Drew Brees. So, and they have nobody else. They have nobody else. And so, I mean, maybe they put Ingram back there and, and let Kamara run some more routes. It's just that offense is just so... Jurassic. It's I mean, it's straight out of the 1970s. Just really like a snail pace. I mean, they're content with just grinding games out and winning with their defense, which, by the way, great job winning your matchup last week on the Saints pick six of Brady. That's that was an incredible sequence. But I had a um, note about that. Yeah. Uh, pick six off the goat crushes the dreams of a 500 rejuvenation for Dick Loss. Uh, <laughs> simply payback for the 2016 championship where Matt Stafford fumbled and then got like 40 yards in garbage time to beat me in the championship for no fucking reason. That's <laughs> <laughs> not, not that everyone remembers that, but yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, I had uh, thank you for the data. I had, this was just my inkling is that Kamara's stock would be up with a quarterback change because they would give him the ball more. But with your data, I will reverse that thinking because i'm a data guy he's, he's getting he's getting more like this year he's getting a lot more touches the problem is he's not getting as many high value touches as he got last year aka receptions and green zone touches goal line touches so yeah. the, the touchdown equity is way down the receptions the percentage is up this year but the overall raw total is down um i, I just with with ingram there too that they're probably gonna it's probably gonna increase his efficiency it's gonna take away some of that volume i don't know if that's gonna help him overall or hurt him i don't really have a take there it probably helps him because they they need someone else to alleviate i mean this is the most work kamara's ever had um at least running the ball but you don't want your guy similar to jonathan taylor with with brett the colts have done this he hasn't had a lot of the low value touches he's getting uh touches in space he's getting goal line touches None of those, like, you know, second and eight run into the back of an offensive lineman touches. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see how that affects Kamara. Uh, I worry about Sutton now that he has Judy to compete with for targets. Uh, if you look at last week, I mean, the Broncos' offense sucks to begin with. Um, so, it's not like it's a huge pie to split from. Uh, Sutton had four targets in Judy's first game back last week in a fantastic matchup. Washington's given up the second most points to receivers in the league, and he had four targets. So um, the one saving grace, I will say, is Cordell Patterson. Um, great White Buffalo. His, the Great White Buffalo, that's right. Um, you look at his point totals for the year, he's the wide receiver six overall and the RB7 overall. That's crazy. <laughs> mm -hmm. What a pickup. Incredible pickup. 
I've got, uh, there's one data point here. I had, <clears throat> so I've got three guys, three teams labeled as dead. Norris is one of them. Sherrod was not one of them. I have uh, Dick with uh, moshing with one leg and one arm. So he is in the mosh pit with half a body, in my opinion. <laughs> um, the one thing that Sherrod does have going for him is he has the easiest schedule right now going forward for the last six games of the of the season he's only, he only plays one team that's in the current playoff picture and that is brett in week 12 wow um his next three weeks are blr norse and bowman then he's got brett fats and bayou so his schedule is pretty soft um hmm. he's still gonna need obviously the w's but he needs big weeks too because he needs to get his points up so um four wins you know gets him he grows a limb back potentially and starts fighting in the mosh to get to that sixth spot, but it's an uphill battle. No doubt about it. Sure. All well, right. let's move on. 10. At 10, I got Bowman. Um, he just he really, really needs McCaffrey back. Um, I mean, he's 2-0 and with Christian, and he's 0-6 without him. Um, yep. so it's, a, it's been a long month and a half, and I know – Tim's largely been checked out. Bowman's not. I mean, Bowman is really trying. He just he has he has so many of these guys that have potential to be great producers. They just haven't really done it. I mean, T. Higgins is an example. Like of, I mean, he's dripping with upside. A lot of people thought uh, the Bengals were going to be playing, you know, faster tempo, pass volume will be up. Jamar Chase wouldn't be. I mean, he'd be good, but not what he is. I mean, he's, he's become a supernova, basically. Um, Higgins was dinged up. He's been okay. He had 15 targets against the Ravens, but still only turned that into 85 yards. Um, Zach Moss, I mean, great, great situation. But the, the Bills running backs are kind of like this every year. It, it appears to be a much better situation than it is. And even though Josh Allen's not running for a ton of touchdowns, he's still splitting with Devin. Um, and then Javante Williams is a prime example of that. I mean, he's just he's he's the carrot that you know you can dangle in front of somebody and say, look, he's a great running back. I've got all these advanced metrics. Well, it doesn't matter if Melvin Gordon is just going to take away touchdowns from him, and they're still in bad offense. I mean, that's like the dead even 50-50 split. Uh, some people thought Melvin would get traded before the deadline. That hasn't happened, obviously. And so it, it's really going to take a significant injury to Gordon for Javante to be unlocked. Uh, or just a significant shift in coaching philosophy, progressive coaching philosophy, which, mind you, I don't see that coming from, from one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who is a certified stone-cold boomer? Um, <laughs> I just big don't see it happening. Guy. Big uh, football Yeah, big football guy. He's pathetic, dude. And big I'm, X's and O's guys. He's not an analytics guy by any means. He's such a fucking loser. I, I, I One buddy uh, – Dave, you, you remember Davis, who's my college roommate. He's a diehard Broncos fan. For you guys who don't know, Davis wouldn't talk to me for two weeks after the Mile High Miracle. He could not speak to me for two weeks. He lived across the hall from each other. Two weeks, he couldn't speak to me. Um, he hates Fangio, and the whole fan base does. I mean, he just sucks. He sucks. He doesn't adapt. He doesn't make he, he doesn't make any coaching adjustments. I mean, he trots this, this team out there and just, you know, they're, they're frauds. They know it. Um, I mean, he told me when they were three and he's like, this team sucks. Just watch us fall apart. And sure enough, they did. So, um, I have like visions of in Moneyball when, uh, 
Billy Bean comes in and like he's pissed off because they're losing and he tries to give like a pump up speech and he's just like, go out there and play hard. And all the players are like, what the fuck was that? That's how I envision Vic Fangio in the locker room. <laughs> what a loser. He's a dead man walking there. They should fire his ass very soon. He really is. Um, Bowman needs Darren Waller badly. I mean, it, I have Darren Waller in a few spots. So I don't have him in our league, but he's he's been he's been quietly bad as a tight end, at least in terms of opportunity cost and what it took to draft him. Um, he scored double digit points once since the week one game against the Ravens. It's bad. That's bad. It's bad. It is bad. Um, as a that's as a, a that's a bust at ADP. Yeah, it is. I mean, he was the first pick of the third round, so. Um, it, it's a it's a killer at tight end. It might change. I mean, Derek Carr's been playing super well. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr's been sharp. I mean, he's been a dark horse MVP candidate. Henry Ruggs, don't have to talk about that. His dumb ass is now out of the picture. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if that changes. Maybe they sign Odell. Uh, who knows? But they, they got to get Waller going. Um, anyway, that's that's where Bowman is. He, he needs McCaffrey back. He needs him full speed. And he needs some of these guys to start hitting now because, it, I mean, his, his season's slipping away. Yeah, he's got three out of his next six matchups against playoff teams uh, and the top and the the uh, big dog this week, me next week, and then Brett to end the season. Uh, in the middle there, Ross, Norse, and BLR. So he could play a little bit of a spoiler, I suppose, to, to Sherrod and Ben, but it's pride. It's pride for an injury plague campaign for this guy who's usually a, a top tier drafter. Um, so, give him credit though. I mean, he's he's still fighting his ass off. So. Still fighting. Pride. Yep. Pride. All right, he got it nine. By you. Um, it's another guy who's been snake bitten by injuries. Uh, Chubb is is coming back now, but I mean, he's been out. Monty's been out. Um, Kyler is, is unlikely to play this week. Bill, if, you know, hopefully you don't listen to this until after like 3.26 p.m. Central <laughs> Standard Time and don't pick up a backup. You can always rent one, though. Um, <laughs> Jay, Jay Glazer uh, said that this ankle injury after the game last week was a potential one- to three-week injury. Um, it, it's not looking like he's going to play, and DeAndre Hopkins may not play either. So – no Kyler this week. Chubb will be stack. back. He's got um, no stack. No stack. Uh, wait, what's that? Eventually. Oh, sorry. He doesn't have hop. I was thinking he had hop. It's, it's no. Mike Evans who's on the bye. That's right. Uh, yeah, so he has no Mike Evans this week either. Um, he's lost three straight, albeit against some high point totals. There's been two guys over 150, which is unfortunate. Um, Khalil Herbert's looked really good. I don't know how much you guys have watched the Bears. Uh, he's he's been fantastic as a six rounder. I have not watched any bears. To Off be of you, zero bears, zero no bears. bears, zero. Herbert's legit. Um, I mean, I, I don't think he's taken away the role from Monty when he comes back, but you know, that he's a legit handcuff and and somebody that Prater would be foolish to drop. You know, after after Monty comes back, he's looked really strong. Um, he, he had a hundred yard game against the Bucks. Damn. Look, look at how many Damn. running backs have been erased by that defense. Um, so he's looked good between the tackles. Their line, their line is, is fine. They have a good line. 
So yeah, they're okay. They're not good pass protectors, but they're they're actually above average in, in runs expectation. Yeah. yeah. Um, I keep seeing Chase Claypool on some buy low pieces. I you know, maybe he gets it together. It's just that the Pittsburgh passing game. I don't think Roethlisberger suits him well at this point in his career. He's just not throwing the deep ball as well. That's Deontay Johnson is just a perfect marriage for Ben, who just, you know, flails anything past 15 yards. Um, He's so bad. He is so bad. Uh, Offhand, I mean, given the Chiefs' struggles, what do you think Tyreek Hill is on the season at wide receiver? He's still, like, wide receiver three, isn't he? He's wide receiver two overall. That blew, that blew me away. I thought he was, you know, I thought he was going to be effective. He had like a he had like a forty five point game, which has I think he did. But that's a, I mean, those are Tyreek things to do. I mean, he has forty five point games just because he feels like going nuts sometimes. But um, yeah, as hot as he's been, Tyreek still has five more points than Jamar Chase. So that's hard to believe. Um, you said it's not hard to believe, or it is hard. It is hard to believe, but. Sure. Jamar Chase didn't really do anything in the cup in the first couple of weeks of the season. So he scoring double he digits that. the first couple of games. Was he? Yeah. 45 points from Tyreek tipping the scale. When you look at the point totals, when we get out of this season and you're looking back, you're like, wow, Tyreek's had another great year, but a couple of blow up. Jamar, Jamar Chase's first Shit. month, 18, 12, 20, and 11. Hmm. Okay. But which we equals can- 45. <laughs> basically <laughs> uh we can wax poetic about about him later because i've got some fun stats on him too but um prater needs to stay healthy and he's he's just got to get some some good luck in the uh opponent scoring column it may happen this week against me i'm wounded i've got a couple guys out a couple guys contemplating their own existence and refusing to play football so you know we'll see where that goes uh Four out of six of the next matchups against playoff teams, you know, bad luck. He was uh, like his PA was really high after the first like four or five weeks. And I think he was two and three and then he's lost three straight. Um, so I don't see the I don't see the luck changing a whole bunch for Bill, who is uh, I have labeled dead. He's dead. Hmm. Uh, you next. hate to see it happen to such a good guy. Um, <laughs> what is next? I've, I've got fats next. Fats. Uh there's, yeah, I mean, he's dropping from one to eight. There's no way around it. I mean, Henry's injury is just a killer. It's a killer. Um, I've got a little HIPAA violation for you, which is my boss's wife puts these bone stimulators on to help people recover from surgeries and broken bones. And she went up to Nashville two days ago to go fit him for one. And they they expect him back by the playoffs. I mean, they fully plan on being in the playoffs and having Henry back for that. So, um I'm sure he's going to be aggressive with his timeline to get back. Uh, I just don't know if it's going to be soon enough to rescue Fats. Um, his dominance this year has been it, – it's been staggering, just looking up at some of the numbers. So he was the number one non-scoring – sorry, number one scoring non-QB and was lapping the field at running back. He had 289 more rushing yards than the next highest ball carrier in Jonathan Taylor, who's having a great season. It's, it's not like no one else is, is running the ball. I mean, he just – He's just having that good of a year. Um, so it was a shame to see him go down. Yeah, brutal, um, brutal hit. His next – Fats next four games, too, are against playoff teams. He's got Jack, Alec, <laughs> Hoff, and me the next four weeks. So it's a it's a brutal time for Fats uh, to have this injury. Yeah. Uh, that's 
He needs to um, really come out of these next four weeks, two and two, to have any kind of shot. Badly. Uh, if and a big if Saquon can stay healthy and Swift, who's kind of Swift has been questionable, I swear, every single week. I don't understand, like, if they're using that designation correctly. He's been questionable legit eight out of eight weeks and always plays. But um, if, if he has both of those guys full go, I mean, two RB1s, I, they're both top 10 running backs, right? If they're playing. Um, a year where there's the stable no still has life, a little life. The stable is still alive. I mean, it's it's hurt, but it's it's still there. Um, at receiver, he's he's going to need some more consistent production. DJ Moore's been killed in the past couple of weeks, but that's been you know direct correlation to the the Panthers' offense just tanking. They need McCaffrey back. Darnold's just crumbled. Um, I mean, the film is out on him. I mean, he's a one read guy, and we talked about that the last time. And we giggled, well, yeah, what you know, what does it matter if the one read is DJ Moore every time? Well, the defense is figuring out the one read is DJ Moore every freaking time. So <laughs> they take him away. And Darnold has no clue what to do. So hey, he can't he cannot get the ball to Robbie Anderson, which is just a shame. And now can't. because of these Robbie Anderson can't get the ball to Robbie Anderson. I can't rent out Darnold anymore and get some return on my investment. <laughs> Robbie Anderson. It's a bit of, an, a bit of an aggressive investment in the first place. <laughs> I would actually have to pay somebody to rent Darnold from me <laughs> at this point. Um, Robbie Anderson has the – how much Panthers have you guys watched this year? Very little. Okay. Robbie Anderson has this look. Every time that I'm watching the Panthers, he looks offended to be targeted. Like he's so incensed that Darnold decided to throw the ball at him. Just looks had one target last week and he got killed. He got one, <laughs> he was targeted one time in a full 60 minute football game last week and he got destroyed. <laughs> that hit, dude, I, I feel so bad. I'm glad he wasn't hurt because I fucking died laughing at that hit. He got, he got a dial. <laughs> oh my God, man. All right, let's, um, let's move on. We're, we're still good on time, but we, okay round out the bottom six who's at seven at seven i got ben um i said the last time i was on that Diggs is a screaming by low and was my number one by low and i i keep waiting for this blow up game to come and it just hasn't um i mean the bill's offense is still potent allen's just dealing and he's taking what the defense has given him if they're taking away Diggs, then he just feeds beasley you know beasley had 11 targets last week and he put up 10 for 110 so you know, Dawson Knox is out. They're adapting. Uh, that's great for the Bills and real-life offense. It's not great for Ben and what he perceived as some face-melting upside from Diggs before the year. It's just not materialized. Um, I think we collectively underrated pocket passers going into this year, like as a fantasy football hive mm-hmm. mind. Would you guys say that's fair? Mm-hmm. Yes, um, that is fair. I, what, I don't know what I was doing, not even considering Stafford. I mean, that, that was a major, major blunder on my part. Um, I lucked out. I mean, I got Brady, but Stafford has 22 touchdowns and four picks through eight games. So he's on pace to, to basically touch 50. Um, he's 17. been exactly what those of us that were bullish on him thought he would be, which is an unlocked version of himself that Detroit never got to tap into. Yep. 100%. Agreed. 100%. So – I was I was um, looking at him come draft time, but I think Ben took him earlier than I was expecting anybody to take him. Um, I think I also took Lamar 
So I was, maybe I did want him and he kept falling, but there was no reason to go after him. Sure. Um, well, either way, I mean, that's, he's been a stalwart at quarterback for Ben. Um, Ben still got a bunch of pieces, even though the Kareem Hunt injury hurt. Uh, I think Michael Carter starting to step up at the right time. Um, it was a shame that Mike White got hurt yesterday. Mike White has the lowest A dot in the league. Uh, Check down. Yeah. We could see that because there was Michael Carter had 14 targets last week. Um, there were 25 running back targets in that game. There's 25 passes two running backs in that game michael carter had 14 and was just over half so wow. um hopefully mike white's back for ben's sake soon they've, they've got a tough schedule coming up the jets do I and mean, they play the bills i think this coming week now jacksonville um, jacksonville's playing the bills i think it's next week who, who are the jets playing then i'm not sure they played the colts uh, last i know i'm talking about the following week. Oh, uh, maybe it is the bills then I think they play the following week. Either way, those those game scripts are going to be good for Carter because they just need to start dumping it off. Josh Johnson played really well last night. How much didn't seem like anybody else except me and you know the gambling degenerate and fat was watching the game. But. It is hilarious that the only positive things that have been said about Jets quarterbacks are about the person that they didn't draft number two overall. <laughs> <laughs> like Mike White looks pretty good. Josh Johnson played pretty well. Zach Wilson uh, completely terrible. Well, look at look at Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore has been completely unlocked with everyone except Zach Wilson. And um, I look, I don't know how much of that is just Zach being. I, I think it's tough to evaluate players when the quarterback play is just that bad. I mean, Michael Carter looks good. Elijah Moore looks good. Keelan Cole has looked really good. He's made some spectacular catches. It's impossible to evaluate those guys. If your quarterback, Zach Wilson, is just struggling as much as he has, and all of his best plays have come out of structure, like they're all like improvising, running around for your life, pointing down, you know, at the back of the end zone and hawking finding, finding the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, nothing is within structure. So it's not, I don't know, it's encouraging that he can make those plays. It's discouraging that, um, I mean, that, that's how he's finding success. I almost feel like quarterback development mirrors human development in a sense. You, just, you don't want to imprint trauma on a young QB, and I feel like it's, it's getting to that point with Zach Wilson. I mean, that, that offensive line is so bad, and he can't make anything in structure. He can't get his drops down. He can't get his efficiency down. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if starting him is the best answer at this point, but True. we'll see. Uh, as far as schedule goes, Ben's schedule is interesting. He's got basically like three little two game seasons left, uh, per your power ranking so far. We haven't gotten to the top yet, but he plays one team for the next, if you go two games, two games, two games, he plays one team that's in the bottom three of your power rankings. Um, so he's got Norse, Sherrod and Bowman left in, um, one blank one like i don't know what i'm trying to say he plays a bottom three team and then a playoff team and then a bottom three team and then a playoff team and then a bottom three team and a playoff team that's his hmm. his schedule for the next six weeks um so he's gonna need four wins he's the he's the most unlucky on paper with being pf3 yeah no kidding um but only has three wins and he's currently in in eighth but 
He's, he needs to win four out of these six next games, I think, to have a chance. I don't think you're going to get into the playoffs with six wins. You're going to need seven. He's got the points to back it up. But he's got to look at this, in my opinion, looking at the schedule as like three little two-week things because he's got a good team and a bad team, basically. For sure. Staggered. All right, on to six. Got dad. Um, what a what a turnaround, by the way. Uh, he's he's just he's really navigated that early adversity well. He's he's sitting at six and two, which is insane. Um, he's gonna go as far as this this stable that he has takes him. Um, Najee and and Elliot, they've just been rock solid every week. Just super high floor. Najee is, you know. Book it, it's 19 to 21, like a very concentrated, heavy, heavy volume. It's inefficient, but who gives a shit if it's 30 carries and 10 catches, you know? Yep. Um, Zeke, this Cowboys offense is going to enter a stretch with Dak back now where they're just going to listen to their next their next couple games. So Denver this week, that should be a blowout at home. Atlanta at home, at KC, and Vegas at home. He's going to establish the fucking run. So establish, establish. Um, they have New Orleans a week 13, but then he's got Washington, the Giants and Washington. And then he closed out of Arizona. I mean, there, there are not a lot of great defenses left on that schedule. I'd be a little worried about New Orleans, but everybody else, I mean, the Cowboys are just going to run it down people's throats. New Orleans is, uh, if you look at the stat of, um, like yards gained after first contact, New Orleans is number one in the league for running backs. So they, New Orleans is, you know, they're not, I don't think they're statistically the best run defense in the NFL, but when they get their hands on you, they take you down. Good tackling team. It's a, it's a very well-coached defense. Um, but I worry about his receiving upside. Um, I think if the running backs stay healthy, he's going to be tough to beat. Always, uh, Mark Andrews, uh, you know, has rebounded pretty nicely from that early slump that he had. Uh, he's going to be fine. Antonio Gibson, I really, really hope he gets healthy over this bye week. I mean, Alec, Alec needs him and that flex badly. Um, Brandon Ayuk is sitting on the bench. Brandon Ayuk had some sneaky, decent usage coming out of that bye. Uh, you know, high routes run, high snap share. Uh, Shanahan rug pulled us earlier this year when we thought we were out of the woods with him, but you know, we'll see as somebody who has Ayuk in two dynasty leagues and is just maddeningly frustrated with his usage. I'd, I'd like to see that correct. And, um, he's got some decent upside down the stretch if that can happen. So cool. he's um, got, uh, by my, by my schedule notes, Doff, in my opinion, has the, the effects of his matchup will shape the outcome at the end of the year, more so than any other team. Um, he has one, two, three, three out of his next six uh, matchups are against playoff teams. The two playoff teams are, are you, Jake and Jack later on in the season. So it's just Brett there. And then his other games are against Fats, Prater and Ben. So no games left versus play teams that are like really out of it maybe hmm. minus bill but five out of those six games all against teams that are fighting in the middle in the mosh that are mosh pitting so watch out for dad to to shape some outcomes here in the next couple of weeks for sure all right five i have myself 
Um, yep. I uh, I feel good about where I am right now. I would feel a lot better if Calvin Ridley had not done what he did. Uh, I already wasted half of one podcast this year complaining about that man. I'm not going to do it two times. <laughs> um, I, I do hope he's okay mentally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I need him to figure it the fuck out now. Um, <laughs> hey, Jerry Judy's back. Jerry Judy is back. Uh, they eased him in a little bit last week, um, which which helps. I mean, I, I really needed him back quickly. Uh, I've won three out of my last four uh, with the only loss coming to Brett. So I, I feel pretty good about that. Um, I feel great about Michael Pittman. Holy smokes. ABG, uh, AGB too. AJ Brown is trending. Those those two in the last in the last uh, four weeks in the last month that's wide receiver two overall and wide receiver three overall. So that's really nice. Very very happy about that duo. Um, you uh, you need Kelsey to to reach his final form for the season. He's man, you down. aren't kidding. You aren't kidding. Um, so Kelsey had two he had two games in single digit points and in fact both the ones that uh, happened was the Philly game and then this past week on Monday Night Football. Um, so he has two through through eight weeks. Um, he only had one game last year overall in single digits. So, I mean, he's, he's down, he's a victim of the chiefs and efficient. They've got, to, they've just got to figure out some better, more efficient ways to get these guys open. Um, Mahomes is really struggling leads the NFL in interceptions and the, and the chiefs lead the NFL turnover. So he's really struggled from that. Tyreek has been insulated because he takes these, these short targets and just says, all right, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to beat you to the corner and I'm going to get 20 yards out of this. Kelsey has been bracketed. They've been putting, you know, good DBs on him and doubling him. And at a certain point, if you just double Hill and Kelsey, you know, the chiefs don't have an answer for it right they now. Don't, they so. don't have anything to do. Yeah. Well, as far as your schedule goes, I think you probably have the hardest schedule for the next six weeks, which oh, great. I feel like happens every year to you. You always have like a fucking brutal stretch, but You've got four out of six matchups against playoff teams, and they come in the last four weeks of the of the season. So <laughs> these <laughs> these next two weeks are are huge for you against Bill and Ben. You really need to win both those games because then you've got Jack, Dad, Big Dog, and me to end the year. So you you need a little bit of cushion. You'd really like to go into that gauntlet six and four, and only need like one or two wins. Out of, out of those last four games. But you got a tough gotta stretch. Got to get there. Calm before the storm these next right. two weeks. All right, who's it for? I've got Jack. Um, so a couple couple guys here. Uh, Elijah Mitchell's at 60 to 70% snap range. Every single game that he's played, schedule looks fantastic. He's, he's kind of like Daryl Henderson in the sense that his evasion numbers and broken, broken tackle percentage aren't super strong but he just chews up yards because he can hit the hole and take advantage with his explosiveness. And the lot, you know, everybody knows that uh, the line in San Francisco and that scheme does a great job of opening up some, some nice gaps for him. Um, so some Kyle Pitts and Jamar chase love just cause these, these guys are just yeah, they're they're them, um, top rookies so in the draft rookie weapons in the draft are just starting sure. to shred. For sure. Pros. Um, Kyle Pitts through seven games is already tied for 12th all time in yards by a tight end in the rookie season. <laughs> I don't think he's going to catch Dick cut, but that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, he's 120 yards away from being the top five. <laughs> um, we're seven games in cause he's already had his bye. 
Uh, he's second in the NFL in receiving yards per game at tight end behind Travis Kelsey. Oh, by the way, he turned 21 two weeks ago. <laughs> That's nuts. What yeah. are you doing with your life? <laughs> uh, Jamar Chase has been as advertised. I mean, he's scoring a touchdown on a ridiculous 11.7% of his targets, not of his catches, of his targets. Insane. 11, 11% of the time they throw a pass at Chase. It's a touchdown. Yeah. Um, he's That's a wide receiver three overall. Uh, so a, a, an owner who I will not out for criticizing Jack's draft when it happened said that Jack was, quote, drafting like a 13-year-old playing Madden. <laughs> How do those Chase and Pitts picks look right now? They look great. Yeah, uh, he doesn't. He doesn't have it too easy. He does have fat, uh, really hobbled fats this week, um, but he's still got three games against current playoff matchups. Gravy, you are one of those in uh, three weeks. And then he ends the season with Dad, and then you, Big Dog, for the last game of the season. He's got the so kind of a similar stretch to you, Gravy. One one under you. It's not easy but he has the benefit of having one more win. So he only needs really three wins and you should, yeah, I'm going to pick him this week against fats. Then he's got bill and then he needs one win yep. to, down the stretch. And he's pretty much got a playoff spot locked up unless we start to see the middle, the middle and then the, the top of the bottom tier start to pull away from each other, um, which we'll see what happens right now. It's a big, mess nine through four all two games within two games of each other but i think jackson cruz he, yeah. with with dalvin cook left with bateman coming on um i mean Dal dalvin's just gonna be a monster down the stretch i think jack's gonna be in great shape yeah all right three i have you dave okay. um if we were drafting today i mean am i gonna face some significant opposition from anybody for taking cooper cup 101 <laughs> I don't think so. He's in the discussion. <laughs> I mean, only six QBs and Derrick Henry have outscored him thus far, and that's in half PPR. Can you imagine full PPR with that difference? He's he's the number one overall player in full PPR, by the way. He um, is. Uh, the last week was the first time all season that he didn't have 10 targets, and he had nine. It's because it was like 40 to nothing at halftime. Yeah, like he, he didn't play for like stopped. the last 20 minutes of the game. <laughs> the only way you stop him is you take him off the field. They've got some some crazy chemistry going on. And he's basically like, I mean, I'm sure this drives you crazy. Like, How many touchdowns does he have inside the five-yard line this year? Like four. It is maddening. <laughs> we, get, we get to the one-yard line. It's like Cooper Cup touchdown. Cooper Cup touchdown. Look at what they doing. And half of them play action, too, which is even worse. You know, it's a dagger. It's like, oh, Daryl's got no. It's just Cooper again. Got it. His third third touchdown of the day. Um, Lamar's schedule down the stretch looks really solid. Uh, Bateman coming on. Um, you know, we're going to sign OBJ, so we're going to have even even better weapons, you know. Dope, dope. Yep, yep. Um, death taxes and James Conner scoring touchdowns. <laughs> he is tied for second in the NFL in rushing touchdowns behind Derrick Henry. He's tied with Jonathan Taylor. That's after Jonathan Taylor's game last night, mind you. Which he had John, two. He had yes, two. He had two. So he, he did have sole possession of second. It's it's really Jonathan Taylor and James Conner. I mean, they're interchangeable in terms of talent, in terms of situation. Um, Age, 
stature. Had, he had five carries last week and two, <laughs> two touchdowns. <laughs> Ross was Ross was literally crying. Couldn't believe oh it. Oh my god, that was just so funny. Ugh. Um Dave, you now have three Rams pass catchers, which is objectively hilarious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Higby and Cup all started. Um, Riding the Rams, man. That's right. DK gets gets Russ coming back next week. That's huge for you. Um, no Michael Thomas obviously hurts, but the Odell pickup is intriguing. Uh, honestly, where do you think he ends up? Uh, well, now I fucking think he ends up in Detroit. It's Detroit. fucking bullshit. They've got the money, and they, born to I be mean, a lion. He's he's going he's gonna get signed by the Lions, and then go have surgery. Is what's gonna happen? <laughs> no, he's well. Hey, he can just go sit out with mental health issues. There you go. He doesn't. No, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the Raiders. The Raiders are a sneaky good spot for him. Uh, if he ended up at the Rams, that would just be hilarious for my roster. Giving me the fourth, that, fourth Rams pass catcher. <laughs> Um, I, I kind of pointed maybe towards the Eagles when I was looking at the waiver, the waiver, uh, like order. They're like the first, they, they're the first three and five team that have the ability to claim him, which if you're three and five, you're not dead yet. So if they could afford it, that's a good one. Uh, but overall I like Raiders for him just because he would come in and immediately be the alpha with a pretty good quarterback. Sure. Um, the Falcons would be intriguing too with Ridley out. But I feel like, I feel like if OBJ came out, came back, that would be Ridley would like be happy again, maybe. Yeah. Do you um, like the fit in Houston? They're <laughs> uh, third. Yeah, third. Or uh, I just don't understand why any team that has less than two wins would claim him and take on that uh, salary because if you if you haven't won three games yet, if you only have two wins, if you're two and six or two and five then why would you spend money to get a playmaker when you have basically no chance of making the playoffs? doesn't make any sense to me. So that's how I'm thinking about it. It's it's no different than Tim. You know, if Tim had fab left, Tim going out and dropping a bunch of coin on, you know, uh, Adrian Peterson this week, just fuck you to everybody who needs to go back, you know? Yeah. So Um, um, as far as my schedule, it's pretty, it's pretty soft. Uh, I have two, two playoff teams, left on the docket brett in three weeks and then jake you and i play each other in the final week of the regular season other mm-hmm. than that i have norse hta fats and bayou who are all the three out of the bottom three teams left on my schedule so i'm kind of cruising hmm. well two number two i got big dog big dog i got big dog so uh, uh josh allen and eckler have great schedules down the stretch they look prime for a huge run uh need eckler to stay healthy he's been nicked up a little bit here and there but hopefully he can he can stay with it and carry the the playoffs um kelsey's vice grip on that tight end one slot is not what it was he's averaging 0.1 points per more than than mark andrews per game at tight end two Uh, i honestly hawkinson might be better rest of season anyway I think he's getting a consistent eight to six to eight targets a game. Um, he's the unquestioned alpha in that offense. And honestly, you know, garbage time for the Lions has been fruitful for multiple guys. So um, what is Mike Williams deal, Ben? I mean, is he, is he just been banged up or what's the issue? I've seen theories that his knee is a little jacked up right now. He's um, 
I, I worry about that just because he's had so many injury problems in the past. And I, I worry that that's catching up to him again this year. Once he gets nicked up, he's kind of like a sports car. He just does not run well. Um, once there's a screw loose, uh, Sirhoff, I would like to victory lap Naheem Hines, if you'll oblige. Um, <laughs> Naheem Hines is not dead yet. Okay. On the bench. My bull case for you was games without Marlon Mack. He's going to be a good asset. So Hines averaged in three games without Marlon Mack this year, 12 touches, 6.6 targets, 19% target share and 17.9 PPR fantasy points per game. In six games that Mac played, 4.8 touches, 2.5 targets, 7.6 target share, and 2.9 fantasy points. So if you can just figure out when Marlon Mack is going to play and when he's not going to play, start Naheem Hines. (laughs) Was there a window last night um, before the game started where we knew he was a healthy scratch, or was that game time? Yes. Yes, he was inactive. Yeah, then I just straight up missed that. Missed it. Okay. Um, this is why we're here to drop these advanced analytics. So now you know if Mac is out, fire up Naheem. I mean, he's he is a good play as well as the Colts are playing right now. I mean, shit. Taylor and Hines can both eat. So six carries for seventy-four yards and a touchdown. Four catches for thirty-four. Pretty good. Career-long thirty-four-yard touchdown run. Christian, also Christian Kirk, I just got to speak on this because you and I discussed this in a trade you offered me, Jake, mm-hmm. uh, before you eventually traded Emmanuel Sanders to Norse. Yep. It is if you look at their literally like the distribution of points for them for the season, they've basically been the exact same player. But I feel like Sanders has been much more hyped up. Kirk's so, been solid. Um, Kirk, Kirk has been no, very solid. No Hopkins this week, potentially. So even with Colt McCoy, I mean, yeah, Kirk and Kirk and AJ Green season, maybe we'll see. Bench Mike Williams for him. You won't. No, uh, but I, <laughs> I I am actually very bullish on uh, Renfro this week in a, a little bit of a callous way, as you guys can guess. Love it. Love it. You love I mean, Renfro. Renfro targets nine seven six eight eight five eight. Yeah, buddy. For the season. He's a nice asset. Start him up. He, uh, Cole Beasley light. Big dog, for your remaining schedule, you've got three matchups against playoff teams. But I, as I was scrolling through the schedule to see who you were playing, when you play Bill in week 12, his projected point total was like less than 70. So whenever you play Bill week, week 12, he is severely crippled. Um, anyway, it's it's HDA this week, then Brett, then Fats, then Bayou, then Gravy, then Falco. So two playoff teams to end the season, but I think there's three wins in there pretty easily for you to uh, beat your drum into the postseason. Also, all of my horses except for Hawkinson this week are done with their buys. Yeah, I was gonna. I, I did make a note of that too. You've gotten out of your bye week hell for the most factored part. Factored into the power rankings. Uh, you, you got the worst out of the way. I appreciate you factoring that because I went one and one in two of my absolute slaughterhouse by weeks. That's and all you now, needed. Now I just yep. need my guys to play well because I literally don't have to touch my starting lineup for the rest of the year, barring injuries. Yep. Very good. All right, let's talk about Brett. Okay. Uh, Brett's number one. So let's do picks for this week. <laughs> Great. Let's do it. Let's do it before Dave needs to hop off. We know BFSF is number one. <laughs> not even losing Gronkowski. Hurt him. <laughs> Um, 
What's up with Gronk? I thought it was just like a back pain thing. No, he he broke his ribs and punctured a lung. So Fuck, that sucks. Yeah, it's it's been a pretty severe injury. Yeah, um, see that turning back the clock with two plotters, Jonathan Taylor and Leonard Fournette being his two best players so far this year, arguably. Dude, which Paul is crazy J- because Paul he went JT wide receiver, wide receiver. Plotter is, is just insulting. J- JT is just a speed demon. He's a monster. Yeah, uh, uh, no, I'm kidding, that, but he was criticized as such for a while in this league. I never Brett. thought he was a plotter. Jake had had worries about the Colts' offensive line, but didn't take into account the the talent. Classic opportunity over talent. Over fair enough. Yep. Yep. Fair enough. <laughs> um, JT JT uh, before the game last night. Um, actually, last night marked the fourth straight season high snap share that he's had um last week he had a season high snap share at up to that point despite 51 pass attempts he ran 68 percent of the routes which is a season high usage is trending up talent is looking great he just looks phenomenal leonard fournette is second in the nfl in green zone touches over the last month you could probably guess that's correlated to a huge success and his, his you know fantasy performance um, he's been objectively average, but shit in that offense, as long as they continue feeding him targets and, and high value, you know, touches inside the five, he's going to be just fine. So, uh, you got your mic covered, Jake. That's in good rapid shape. To keep fire, rapid fire. Let's do this. I'll, okay. I'll read them off. Just throw throw out who you're going to pick. All right. All right. Week nine picks overall, big dog, 19 and four, four week victories. <laughs> Uh, last time we did this big dog, five and one strikes, three and three strikes, 12 and 12 on the year. He's basically the Dallas Cowboys and he has zero week victories. You guys ready <laughs> that changes this? this week. Let's yeah, go rapid, rapid fire. Let me brag about my record real quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do this every week. Yes, it is. It, I mean, if, if Dave, I mean, it is a brag. Every week, so, uh, three blind squirrel anywho, finds big dog HT. Big dog HTA, big dog, big dog. Strikes. Big dog. All right. Gravy. Big dog in a route. Let's do it. Gravy by you, big dog, gravy. Strikes. Uh, hold on. I'm clicking. Uh, I'm taking I'm taking gravy. Okay. Gravy. I'm taking myself, but it's going to be a squeaker. Bill has two Monday night guys, and I'm just – I'm not looking forward to sitting there sweating out the whole fucking weekend. Oh, and you have to watch the Bears play the yes. Steelers. So that's miserable. All right, next. Next, Fats Falco. Big Dog has Falco. Strikes. Um, taking Falco, too. All right, we got to disagree on something. Gravy, what you got? Fats in the upset. The stable comes through. All right. BLR Actually, I'll change. I'll go Fats. Oh, Fats. oh. There we go. Gotta have He's some blockers. All right. Big dog. I'm oh, sorry. Uh BLR Dick loss. I thought Dick was found. I'm taking BLR. Um ooh, Kittle's still on IR. Is he supposed to come back? He was he was uh, literally activated. activated 10 minutes ago. Okay, yep. activated. Um I'm gonna take Ross. Fuck it. Okay. BLR. BLR. This is why I lose every week. North strikes. Uh, big dog takes north or uh, strikes. Excuse me. Night uh, strikes. 
Strikes. Strikes stay strikes. Deep Brady. in chest. Unanimous. Strikes. Dad, BFSF, Big Dog, is taking. After that Jonathan Taylor game, fuck. I know. I really want to do a hot take here, but it's just shit. Just dunked on him. God damn it. And he's got Devontae. That's projected 132. Yeah, he's got Devontae. BFSF in a route, even though. uh, With a zero. He's going to have 140 projected points before Sunday even starts. I'm taking Brett. BFSF gravy. Uh, provided Brett decides to notice that Devontae Parker is out and, and puts someone in there before the games start, I'm taking Brett. BFSF. Okay. I think that's everything for this week. And it is 255. So we got or 355 in central time. So we got time to get you where you gotta go, Dave. Perfect timing. Appreciate you guys. Commish, thanks for coming on. Well thought out power rankings. Do it again in a month. See you guys in four weeks. Later, fellas. Peace.